0: I want to thank our, our sponsor, Diversity Vapor Shop. The Vapor Shop, Buddy Hall, makes his own flavors. They're amazing. Ships all over the United States. So if you want to try them, you're into vaping, you want to try the most unique flavors you've ever tried, go to go to diversity.com, go to jimkren.com. The link is on there, too, his website. But it's Buddy Hall, and they have a, a place in Dormont, Pittsburgh, and Babcock Boulevard, North Hills, in Pittsburgh. And they're our sponsor. Thank you, Buddy, and thank you, Diversity. This is the Jim Crenn No Restrictions Podcast.
1: We're coming to you nationwide. We are coming to you worldwide on the Sideshow Network. It's Mike Waisaki, Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim
0: Crenn! Jim Crent, no restrictions on the Side Show Network, brought to you by Diversity, Vapor Shop, Frank Mergia Wayne while uh, Dave Settlemeyer, uh, Josh Folio, behind the scenes, and of course we have uh, Mike Waisaki, Mike Sasson, Terry Jones, myself in the studios here at Talent Network, and we're excited about the show today. A little bit of an announcement to everyone, and we thank you so much, uh, first off, for tapping and downloading and streaming the show as always, but the show is now going to be available on FM radio here in Pittsburgh. You tap, if you're out of the city, you can come you know, right in there on your phone or smart tablet or whatever and listen to the show if you want to hear us live every morning Eastern time, 6 a.m. to 9. Then we're going to play 9 to 10. We're going to do best stop. they're going to play. So it's 6 a.m. basically to 10. But we'll be live from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. It's going to be on Q92.9. Q92.9 two nine FM. It's a great station. They play best of the uh pop and popular rock of from the uh the 80s, 90s, uh, 2000s today and rate right to today. So it's it's music for everyone. That's what I love about the station. It's music for everyone. But our show obviously is going to be comedy. Uh the, the dominant part of the show is comedy and uh we're going to have a little bit of news and sports, but nothing serious. It's the same thing you are used to as a podcast listener it's going to be the same show you listen to uh, but you'll get it daily now and get it live and of course the podcast will stay uh, we love the sideshow network and we're honored to be with them the podcast stays on and we love doing the podcast for you and it'll be just the same thing because it's real life. it's no restrictions we can go out the bounds we can say what we want here and and that's going to work well with the with the morning show we feel uh, the show is going to be more like day to day stuff, and we'll hear skits, and and we'll also have guests that maybe from the morning show over on uh, on our podcast. and And the cool thing is, you'll get to learn about different personalities from the from the show, from the station. We can bring on the podcast, talk about them, and, you know, hang out with different people. So it's going to be a lot. It's it, I'm really excited. It's the first time back in morning radio for me in three years, and this is a unique situation for me so that's why I wanted to come back I I was lucky enough to work with you know all my friends came to my side when I got fired every real friend that I thought I had were real friends and they came to my side you know Frank Dave of course uh you know new new friends that I met too Wayne Josh I met you guys you know and then of course I wanted as I picked the show I wanted to I thought I wasn't thinking even about morning radio. I was thinking more podcasts because Sideshow Network were gracious enough to ask me to you know join with them. I was very excited about that. They're their major league, so I wanted to get a show, a dream show. How could I get a dream show? And and you guys are that, that dream show, which of course is you know Terry and Mike and Mike and John Evans and John who you know wanted to leave because he had some projects he wanted to do and different things, which you know I respect, but I love John too, and I thank him you know for a lot of work and he'll be you'll be on our show i hope you can drop by and say hi but yeah terry and, and mike and mike that's my dream show and the thing is with our show the difference of the podcast in and, and the radio is the fact that that uh funny <laughs> i am psychotic in the room terry knows me now after three years but like any kind of little noise i didn't know is, you there, could is, hear is there like a is that a sickness is that like something
2: no not Is that at a all. name for that it's ocd there, there has to be OCD. Is it ocd yeah it's ocd i think i have a level of that that's ocd yeah right i, I didn't know you could hear it i was just like i have that no probably it's, like, it's like normal a, like a no baby one else I, like i, I like could, the way it felt i have
0: ocd then <laughs> i know there's something that wrong with me because little things will do that like if i could hear like a little noise or a light <laughs> or something and i just it. get thrown off like a like a my dog with my laser I'm you know. like the dog. <laughs> I remember when Wayne was an intern and he started here and, and he didn't know me at all. And he was doing something so innocuous and you, you know just really was in you know very <laughs> respectful. And and I, and I and I remember poor poor Wayne. I think he was just taking pictures
2: or something. I don't know what. Oh, it was the was. noise from the pictures. Or whatever
0: it was, yeah. yeah. Is that
2: what it was, Wayne? Like?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. in the middle sentence, I stop him and Wayne stops. Poor Wayne's like headphones. He's got an asshole. But, <laughs> what am I getting I didn't, into? No, I really yeah.
2: didn't know you could hear it. I was, I'm like, crazy. Like I that. felt I, it. That's my it's OCD. Like Jello. You no, know I have it. It felt cold. <laughs> <laughs> <my> Any lights? <laughs> and stop.
0: anyway, back to back to back to the show. Yeah, <laughs> the morning show, which will just be this. See, that's the beauty of podcasting. You can stop and just. <laughs> You really peel the onion beggar, Yeah, <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> what an idiot I am. You already know that. I'm native after two years, less three years, less to a mirror. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so I have the guys here, and in, in the, that's the dream team for me to do a morning show. And as you know, if you listen to this podcast, it's a morning show on cable. I wanted to make a you know our rated version <laughs> of the morning show that I had done for twenty some years and just bring it to a new level and fresher. That's why I brought in these unique talents here. Uh and also the great production we have and you know, it puts the show together. That's why I mention everybody because it's a team effort and it's great, you know, it's fun for me and and, and I, I, I enjoy, you know, getting a great response we've been getting from this thing. Now Debbie Wild, who's a personality on Q ninety two, I've known Debbie from back in the day uh, when she was a DJ in the building where I was, I'm going to mention her name, but uh, she is going to join our show because one of the things about this show, when I get some talk sometimes, hey, it'd be nice to get a female perspective. So that's why we're going to try and get some more female guests on the show for the podcast. Podcast's not going to change, though. This is what we have, it's what we are. But the morning show, we want to make a little bit more balance, get that female perspective. Debbie's perfect for us. She's like uh, this she's real witty she's a wonderful person uh, she could she have to be able to tolerate us idiots and I I believe she <laughs> will be great at that so yeah. in the audience you'll love her you'll love Debbie we'll have her on the podcast do of course you know whenever she gets some time she can always hang out with us she's like a little sister or something to us but Debbie Wild so Debbie will be joining the show and Mike Sasson Terry Jones Mike Wysaki. Mike will be doing uh, sports and news but not like like uh Couple or Brian Williams, <laughs> I a lying guy. Yeah. Yeah. more like Williams, funnier, be, no. but funnier. Williams,
1: uh, but intentionally funny. Intentionally yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. Less lies. Yes, yes. So less lies,
0: more yeah. news. But Mike will be doing the twisted sports, twisted news at the top and bottom of the hour. So it'll be great. Man, I'm looking forward to that app because daily, when you you're under the gun to write, man, you're brilliant. I love your writing. Oh, but nice. I brought you on this Facts. the podcast because of this twisted sports thing because no one knew. Uh, they should have just talking to him, observing him. Know. He knows his game, he knows his sports well. And I thought, Jesus, this guy knows sports like a journalist, a sports journalist. And you know, you don't get the passes to go to games, but you do know them, especially baseball. And uh, when I heard brilliant stuff you would do, I, I thought, some, I was, hey, you would have got snatched out by somebody, but I was smart <laughs> enough to see you first. But, uh, yeah, you're going to do it every day. It's, you know, it's going to be fun, man.
3: I know. I'm looking forward to it. And now I will get press passes.
2: <laughs> I love this about Mike. I want to
0: get to go to the games. Mike is the greatest because he asked me a hundred times.
2: Are you sure? He's
0: How gonna am I going to get the press pass? When am I going to get the press pass? And am I really going to get the press pass? <laughs> Barring the fact that if I don't know that you killed somebody in your past life, that you murdered a hobo and have a federal record, you'll get it. If that comes up on the record, though. You know, Mike Wiesaki murdered a hobo in '98. <laughs> yeah. then, Lost the bet. Then you will still get it, but you just will get to sit right. in the back row. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll it's just so sit fine. with Gene Collier and those guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, in those case. Yeah. In the hobo murdering section. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: You'll sit back in the I felony hobo. Yeah. You, you'll have to sit in the felony section. Uh, I hate the Steelers' pass defense and hobos. <laughs>
0: And that's the thing, man. You're going to be great. I can't wait, dude. Oh,
2: it's going to be fun. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely genius writing, man. I think uh, the stuff, it's so crazy how good he is at knowing the stats and writing. That, like, there's it's times accurate. We're it's in the car, and this dude will write one of the most amazing bits in five minutes. It's Yeah, so of, of, we're looking forward of. to that. And gonna be doing,
0: we're gonna, we have so many fun, regular characters. One of the mistakes I think people make when they've been doing something a long time 25 years I had a morning show It was on a morning show and uh, they got to do a lot of characters now I'm not stupid I'm going to bring a lot of those back to this show the hits (laughs) I hate that I hate that when a band you love you pay money you go to the band you want to hear the band you go I've been listening to this band for 20 some years and you get the lead singer up going uh, thank you for paying the tickets Now I'm going to do An hour and a half Of an experimental jazz thing I've been watching <laughs> like, What? <laughs> so, this is yeah. called Jazz Odyssey Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like Sting When he did the lute The yeah. flute yeah. The lute Whatever yeah. that was yeah. like, What are you doing here? Yes. I want to hear a song But anyway <laughs> So Ralph the Cat and, You know Ben Clankston And you know the Otis or whatever You know The, the ones that I get People come up and say Hey I miss I'm going to do those But the nice thing About the show is we're going to bring a lot of new characters that we've been working on. We have uh, recurring, will be Samuel L. Jackson's cooking show on the Food Network. Uh, that'll be on uh, the regular basis. Brian Gumbel, Real Sports, which we do here from time to time. George Clooney for ARP and all the old age products and things like that. So we, and we have, uh, my, my, my favorite new one is the, uh, make fun of the hipsters. We're going to do a thing called the Crying Cow (laughs) Vegan Butcher Shop in Lawrenceville. It's the hipster butcher shop owned by Lennon, is the owner, and he's the ultimate hipster. And his assistant, his name is Skinny Jeans. (laughs) And it's going to be people going into the organic food, Crying Cow uh, Vegan Butcher Shop. So I I think I can't wait for that one. And we have a Jitney driver from Homewood. Uh, We have a river. Rider Smooth. Rider. Rider Which is, it's so new, right? but this is the killer. <laughs> a Rider, smooth Rider Smooth, from Homewood. from Homewood, and he is a jitney driver, and he is up against Uber. <laughs> so he will be a recurring character coming in the show. I have a uh, a, a guy Cal Purdy from Purdy Stanky uh, Trucking in the Strip District. He will be calling <laughs> him the show. He's a trucker and he owns a trucking company in the Strip, and he'll call him from time to time. So we have all all these new characters, and you will you'll hear new and old. And uh, basically, the weird stories like we do, most of the show. So it's uh, exciting. I can't wait. And as of today, it has been announced in the Berg, man. And uh, I couldn't think of nicer guys to come back with. All my my family here from the podcast, from Talent Network, and our podcast, man, we're coming. We're going for it, buddies. We're ready. You guys ready? Ready, absolutely, man. No, <laughs> well, you it's better
3: an, get ready. It's it's <laughs> an
1: interesting now,
0: podcast. Has been hugely successful, you know, thanks to the sideshow network and you know all the hard work of the guys like you know Frank on the internet and you know and and, and Terry do a lot of the internet to push us and stuff. So we've been really successful. But this thing is funny regionally. Like for instance, when when I first became really known. known yeah, being known by some is—it's it's an interesting thing. So we love performing, but just being known mm-hmm. is a weird thing. you—you—you know, you, you guys are known, but I mean, you're, you'll see what I'm saying, and you'll get the weirdest requests from people. And I remember when I first became known from a billboard and all that stuff, and pictures and commercials, and I remember being at this thing it's this fundraiser for this uh, this fire hall. I never forgot this such a weird thing. And the guy goes, "You're Jimmy Green, right?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I thought you're on the radio. Yes, I saw your commercial. I saw your billboard. I saw you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: Because <laughs> we got a big pancake breakfast there, a big pancake breakfast for the fire hall here. And um, <laughs> would you would you plug it on your radio? Show? If you could do that, that would be great. I said, yeah, no problem. I got you covered. Yeah, I'll give it a couple of plugs. No problem. A minute goes by. Guy comes back. Excuse me, Mr. Jimmy Kriens. <laughs> yes, sir. Would you not plug it uh, too much? We don't have much syrup. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, God. <laughs> what? There's nothing we can do about it between just, now and then. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but I never forgot that. Yeah. I don't know why. There's, There's only a finite either. number of syrup yeah, on the yeah. planet. <laughs> it was such a weird... Like, I was like, wow. We're at our limit during, for the
1: month. Yeah, it was It was during the Iraqi um, syrup embargo of 1988. Yeah, yeah was, we
0: had the ration <laughs> syrup. You did not too much. Because we don't have The maple syrup. tapper
1: strike. I didn't realize <laughs>
3: it
2: was hard to get syrup. <laughs> In Canada. Now, yeah. also, your wives,
0: girlfriends, family members will questions too. Remember, we we're doing a show about an hour and a half outside of Pittsburgh. Let's just say the same guy, not, but not the same guy. It could have been. Walks up to my uh, then fiance. We're just gonna get married. He goes, uh, thought you're gonna get married, Mr. Cream. <laughs> talking. To me. Yes, because, um, thum, you're intimate now. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. he just didn't know what to say. Oh god. He's staring. Wait, so... and, he, and, he, and, he, and he goes. I just uh I'm sorry I'm very respectful, but I just like to know when he's doing. I swear to God, this happened when he's doing it. does he do any kind of voices? Any funny voices? <laughs> he said <laughs>
2: this. Oh, oh my gosh! I <laughs> swear to God, <laughs> kidding.
3: He was
0: like, "Oh my God, that's a funny thing." But he was like serious. He wasn't being disrespectful. Even I in just his really wanted to know. Yeah, I that's thought. what's so funny about it. just would like to know does he do Because when I picture it, it you do yeah. yeah. make he, voices. He, he just needed to know that answer. <laughs> yeah, that's Good. why they call
1: it theater of the mind. They're just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you
0: know what to say. And he's like laughing. Yeah,
3: that's nice. Did you, you break out a Jerry Lewis orgasm? Like, well, I just want to know. What does he do? <laughs> does he
0: become without that cat? <laughs> Who is he? Who is he? Who is that man? Can you request during <laughs> the middle? Yeah, <laughs> can he be a mall guard all of a sudden? Ha <laughs> <laughs> See, it was like, uh, yeah, the weird thing was the respectful tone of the guys' voice. I'm respectful. With, with respect, respectful. with all their respect. Man. <laughs> Did he have any videotapes that you could share? In, in, in speaking of, of the the weirdness, I, I got to change the subject. Now, I got to tell you guys, now, Terry, uh, he's been with three years. Mikey, you know, for years. Mike, you're getting to know me and stuff. And the dogs are crazy dogs right there. Yeah, crazy. they're amazing. Well, they're crazy, right? They're a little bit crazy. They're shelter dogs, you know, a little bit crazy. They got some baggage, but I love them. But yeah. Teddy, Teddy buys these uh, chew toys. They're called—I 't got the right. I had to get the brand because you wouldn't believe me. Yeah. But it's called Kong Safe Stick, and <laughs> it's a wonderful product because it doesn't break off, and the dog can chew. And she got it for mm-hmm. Coda, our big German Shepherd. Yeah. But, guys, I know there's a a game out there about this, and it's kind of a joke, but it looks so much like a sex toy, I can't (laughs) tell you. It's (laughs) It's weird watching the dog chew on it. Well, (laughs) not that. You know what it is, Mikey? If you walk through our living room, (laughs) Hedy bought two of them, a red one and a blue one. But if you walk through our living room today, you will see two of them, one on a couch and one on a floor. It looks like there's two dildos in your or two like some some kind of sex toys left in the living room looks like a porn set yeah and they just got done doing the movie back door green tree or something whatever <laughs> and they just got done doing the movie and they left the they left the toys behind the props from the movie the yeah. props are there because there's a blue one and a red one we're one white one from 4th of July, red one. <laughs> hang them outside during we're, Memorial Day, yeah. Yeah, we're one safe stick away from. Calumet. I don't know what you krens are into, but kill me out. Well, yeah. The well, I was the swingers. well, this I was, yeah, I was thinking, with those things laying on the floor, what happens if like a neighbor comes over to talk or say, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he walks in or she walks in and they see these two freaking chew sticks. <laughs> The first thing I got to say, this is a Kong safe stick, and I have a picture on my phone ready. So I go, look, backs it up. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it is weird to watch Kodo chew it. It's
3: uncomfortable.
0: It's uncomfortable for me. It's a big dog, too. Yeah, because I always, right, Tara, I, he's huge. He is. No, he's, he's a 100-pound shepherd. He always pictured being masculine, but when he's uh-huh. chewing on that, I just picture, like, you know, <laughs> where happened, happened to Clay in What? <laughs> What did ever happen really? to Clay Aiken? <laughs> 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 well, I was a
2: Claymate for years. <laughs> like, Koda, why are you talking that? Was that really like that? what he called his fans, Claymate? Yes, uh-huh. he did. Oh, no, he awesome. did. Yes, he did. That oh. is awesome, I give him credit for that. That is awesome. Then, yeah, give him that. That is awesome. <laughs> if
3: you followed
2: Clay Aiken, <laughs> you were called a Claymate. Oh, that's so cool.
0: Uh-huh. And they were... Uh, <laughs> Very uh, intense fans, I heard. You the Claymates. Yeah.
1: They tried to sue people for Claymation. You know, try to get that term to... Claymation. <laughs> <I> well, <laughs> I bet I
0: one of the... The, the, clay, the Claymates uh, didn't care when he came out. And they, they still love him and all, which is great. You should accept him. He's a great singer. He is a wonderful singer, and he is Clay. Clay ran for Congress.
3: <laughs> yeah, he lost the... He lost his run for Congress. Wow. He, what? The Claymates didn't Wait. come out the vote
1: for. Him. <laughs> they didn't
2: vote for him. Wait, I didn't know. Wait, <laughs> how did, did he run, miss though? this?
1: That's it. Where did he run? Did he actually North run North Carolina? Okay,
2: okay. There you he go. ran for Congress. I'm surprised he lost in North yeah. Carolina. Well, South Carolina, he would have killed. Yeah. Who did he lose to? Kelly Clarkson? Who else? one of our politics?
0: <laughs> R- Ruben Ryan Stutter. In no, and yeah. Ruben's Ruben's Stutter better better beat him again. Ruben Stutter beat him again. Yeah. <laughs> what are we getting at? Is America? Are we getting to the point Two, where, you know, four, your phone five. call? will get this man as a senator right here. <laughs> That's pretty much what elections are coming down to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: it is. It's he lost to Barney Fife the third <laughs> in the North Carolina runoff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor Clay. Lost I know. So Clay was five. running. And he lost to that. Remember the, the American Idol was going off after next year. Thank God. Is too.
2: Well, it's, you know, it's it, done.
0: yeah, it's done. Who's your? Do you have one that you just thought, wow, that's so a like Kelly Clarkson's pretty talented. I She's fine too, right? She's a great singer. I, th- yeah. I thought Carrie Underwood was the best She's ever. She's very Underwood yeah. of all yeah. the ones in the nineteen. She's or the biggest years. star out of. Is that she the whole biggest show. star? She is the biggest star yeah. out of the whole show. So that's Clarkson's big too. Right? And, and, and uh, whatever happened. Ruben Stutter Was gonna be the man he Poor was,
2: Ruben I
0: thought after Luther Passed he jumps in Right cause his style Was like yeah. the Luther Vandross style Right there
2: He killed He it was, was just, really good He couldn't sell Beautiful voice That that music doesn't sell Anymore that's, Really That, that style, style music doesn't sell Anymore So that's why he was it's, He's put in a bad so place so romantic And cool though Yeah there I mean look it. at Clay Clay Play tried. Play it. came in second. Well, Jennifer Hudson might be the biggest star next to uh, Carrie. Yeah. I forgot, yeah, and she didn't even win. Academy she War. was uh, like third place or something. Fantasia won that year. Fantasia just didn't know how to read. And she, seriously, she didn't know how to read. I heard that, and she didn't know how to read her contracts and stuff like that. And she and they, was just they messed her up. Yeah, they took her out of. When you take somebody out of the hood and you just give them money like that, <laughs> they don't know what to do, especially if she can't read. So she was just buying stuff and doing crazy stuff. I watched her reality. show her reality show? Yeah. And I watched it too Happy birthday It was awesome <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for her Because like Terry said There were people Just taking advantage Of her money Yeah she, mm-hmm. But she was making Pretty big money Because she had Some good hits Like her voice yeah. Was amazing She was a great singer and She had um, a hit. On, she did Broadway And stuff Broadway, so She did yep. some acting chops I mean she had I
0: haven't heard from her I'm talking like She's not around but She's still alive, thank God. What do you guys think about the whole
1: concept of, like, there's now, like... The reason why American Idol's going off the air is there's not, like, ten of those. I mean, you have The Voice, and then even in other things, you have Last Comic Standing, all this kind of stuff. uh, What's the X one? uh, uh, X-Factor. X-Factor. America's Got Talent. talent. But what do you... Because... I, there's a part of me that says, wow, that's cool because you can like make it in three months or something. But part of me says the the process of eliminating people has to stay because you're supposed to work your butt off, right. st- struggle, get there. And if you're good enough and you you know do the right things, then eventually you'll be found as opposed to, hey, these three people decide that you get to go. And three right. months from now, you're the biggest star in the world. So, I mean, do you guys – I mean, I, don't, I just I don't like, like I, I
0: think that... The, the, well, the great thing about... Think about American Idol, to me, is the, the spirit of it. And we get back to almost instantly. I believe that no matter what, even though it had cowled on Zach, you know, on will see you in a holiday and at 2 a.m. or whatever, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like... No matter what, America chose the, yeah. the, 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 who was going to be a star and who not. Terry said... Jennifer Hudson didn't win, but America chose her to be a star. Yeah. So the game was who wins the game, but the final... Analysis is who was showcased, and the Ameri- people. Now this comes down to people choosing who's going to be the star. Hudson had the great voice and acting chops to begin an academy. Uh, Clarkson is a great voice. Carrie Underwood, whatever has the country genre thing, and the looks and all. So yeah. I think it. Uh, it's just it was the vehicle to showcase, <laughs> it's just like America's Get Town or all those things. So I think they're okay. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know. It it uh, it's it's tough. You know, watching some of these people are a bit delusional. <laughs> you know, yeah. that. But other than that, the shows are good. You know,
1: I do, I do. You know, come to think of it, that is nice. The, anybody that does go through entertainment, it would be nice to eliminate them early.
0: Yeah, in a sense, you do have
1: a Simon Cow at every open mic. Who really there, you're yeah. awful. You're not a comedian. You're an accountant. You're, to you're, that you're, it's a wonderful profession. Yes, yeah, so it's a wonderful <laughs> profession. But don't clog up the system that. and make it that Mike has to stay an extra hour so you kick something off your <laughs> <That's> bucket list. <laughs> you will never play niche. Slappers, <laughs> the <laughs> ha ha hut is beyond your reach.
2: <laughs> Come to the Tickle Factory. You will never meet Wacky or the Bugs. <laughs> it's Wacky. We're wow. not going to know them ever. <laughs> you, you know, you have no chance to meet. Them. You talk about those shows. I I kind of have a love hate for those shows because um, I feel like they showcase very well. They do do good. Uh, you know, as an artist, like you get on a show yeah. like that, you get a TV credit, and it can't help your career. But it also can kind of stunt your career as well. Um, because I've seen a lot of people who are on La- like Last Comic Standing. We can use that as an example. Right. And there's like really good people who are like headliners who have been killing for years. Mm-hmm. You know, we know a couple of people that were on there and yes. they've been killing and they deserve to be touring the country. You know, they have the time. Right. And then you'll have someone who's wacky and they're cute and all that stuff for tv and mm-hmm. they only have five minutes so now you have this five minute person headlining the country going on tour <laughs> and they have five minutes right and they have to do 45 and this is a concept. this has so. been so. their dream for like six months six months yeah, like, versus somebody who really wants to do it put and in 15 years or who something. worked for yeah put all those hours in mm-hmm. these, and they're
0: very talented well you know certain comedian. well that's the thing about this shit to me there shouldn't be a, a competition on comedy Because of the styles Like you just would Point exactly what Terry just said yeah. The difference between A singer competition And a singing competition And a comedian The singer can grab a cover song Written by someone mm-hmm. And they can do it And it's two minutes thirty seconds Or four minutes Whatever and cut it Yeah A comedian It has to be our own writing It's like saying Okay do your one man play For two minutes now There are people that can write That st- there are com- And there are several different styles Of comedy yeah. the one that works for television is the one that works for television yep. you can get up and do you know set up set a punch set up set a punch real quick there. that's great that's what you do it's going to be great for you to go on and get theater stuff now thanks for cable we could do You have the chance to be a storyteller different vibe mm-hmm. comedy yeah but in radio actually too in podcasting but uh yeah, really. It's it has helped a lot. But the thing is, that's just the, the competition thing that Terry just said. It could be a guy who, six months, figured that out. I thought, all right. Because we've said this many times on the show. There's guys who, there's real there's comedians and there's guys and girls who imitate. They're imitating comedians. Yep. But you could pretty much in six months imitate a comedian and do that 90-second bite. And you're on there for two minutes and just pretend. It's wor- it's probably more of a nightmare for those people.
2: Oh, yeah. They, it, they it's Once
0: you it. win, then what? Because you know, all of a sudden you got all those things you have to. You're like, oh my god. Whereas if you take the long process, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you could just, you're ready for it. You're ready for the pressures. You you're Become the overnight comfortable. success. In that
1: situation, you'd have to just hire a bunch of other comedians. Just write your stuff, wouldn't you? You'd be surprised. They yeah. don't. They'd like, they like. Yeah.
0: Don't do it. I. They don't do it. But you know what? You know how hard it is to get comedians to write. You better. Yeah. You better have a hell of a pocketbook to get a really quality guys. They're going to be unselfish enough to sell the jokes because. Mm-hmm. It's expensive because they will keep them sell yeah. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. They're comedians. But there are writers, like you said, Mike. Exactly. There are some wonderful writers in L.A., but t- it costs. And, and these guys, they're not at a place where they're making big money yet. They just won one contest. The very first winner of Last Comic Standing, a very famous that story fan. about him, that he only had 10 minutes, like Tara said. Yep. Now, he has, I, I heard he's pretty good now. hes hmm. It's caught up to him, I heard. But he he's—but d- d- his whole career it took is him diminished. It seven
2: years. Like, It's like... His whole career is pretty much diminished from oh, he's having that. Like the guy at. from last coming standing Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? The, the win, in
0: a way. In a way. I mean, you probably can overcome it. But still, like you said, Terrence, it's It's, an, it's, it's weird to peak that early. Like someone in high
3: school had their best years as a senior. Yes. And uh, that was it. That's it. That. I wish I could still be 18 again. <laughs> I think And the other well, thing I there was a, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry Go, go, no,
2: you go, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead Jim yeah. Go ahead T No you could go. Go, go, ahead, go, ahead, Mike. Mike. go ahead Mike Go ahead Mike Go ahead Mike Go ahead Mike, it's a go ahead, Mike. Mike. Let Wayne talk yeah. I think if you <laughs> Go ahead Jim. <Terry.
0: laughs> <laughs> no I was going to say If you have talent I don't think anything matters I think if you have talent God, If God gave you talent You can overcome anything you know you really as far as the perfor- for that performance if you have talent for that performance, it can carry you on its back. You can screw up early in your career or whatever you 're going to end up <laughs> making something happen yeah. becoming whatever you 're going to eventually evolve. if you if you don't and it was something you just got lucky with then you're right. you 're right you don't overcome it be so maybe exposed as a fraud yeah maybe you weren 't even supposed to do maybe you got kind of lucky if they didn't. You know, if you had did one thing entertainment wise and never recovered from that it wasn 't the show or something that screwed you it was a fact you probably weren't supposed to be in that field that's right. why i always right. love like the like to go with the um the uh like the the, the
1: vh1 show behind the music mm-hmm. when always they had like they'd always have the one hit wonder yes. and then they'd always talk to him and be like oh yeah musical things change like i was one one of the people <laughs> were talking and they had their hit in 1984 right and they were like yep and then Nirvana I'm like Nirvana was 1991 What happened yeah, from 84 yeah, to 91? 91 yeah,
2: really? Seven, Seven years later back. they crushed my dream Yeah, <laughs> really, they, they took my dream They took my dad sucked that out of
0: me what were you going to say take Europe?
2: Oh just the the <laughs> only thing with those shows that, that causes a problem is that When you do a, a Showcase uh, show like that For for TV It's set up for, And cut for people to go Hey I can do that and that's how every year you get these people that go out to American Idol these like <laughs> yeah. wow people who can't sing that are delusional yes. or they might be doing it for attention just to be on TV because they're you know that's right. what type of ge- world we live in right now but then like for comedy it's it's rough because when you watch the Last Comic Standing you're like that person ain't that funny I could do it but in reality, that person did, like, a 10, 12-minute set that killed, mm-hmm. and they chopped it into four minutes. Right. And that four-minute set is just for people to be like, I could do this. Let me try out next year. Let me mm-hmm. let me do this. Let me go for this show. Because it's the same thing. Like, I got a tweet from uh when the Nuvo thing re-aired that I was on, and some guy was tweeting about it, and he's, mm-hmm. like, talking about the whole episode, and he's, like, bashing the comics. And first of all, <laughs> he doesn't even have a real profile picture. So anyone who doesn't have a real profile <laughs> picture <laughs> – is that's gonna, a scary out there. Right? They're always the ones that are like, well, trolls. you were brilliant on that show, man. Thanks. I, I hope you were brilliant. Right. <laughs> you you <laughs> wow, are. It was really good. It's a picture of <laughs> Thor in there or something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, no, it was just, it was like an ugly mutant. And it, that might have th- been him. <laughs> I was hoping not. But when you look at it, um, he was tweeting about it, and then he was like, yeah, well, after watching that show, comedy can't be that hard. I'm gonna try it, right? <laughs> oh, and I'm like, I right. want to
0: see you do you it. Just go, yeah, like, he just, just texts back. Oh, yep, so bad. Really, easiest thing ever.
1: <laughs> we had, tweet him. Go for it. We had a guy at a at a mic about two three weeks ago. He's sitting outside, and it was his first time. And we're all trying to be real nice to him. And he sits there, and he goes, uh, "You know, I, I don't think stand up can be that hard. I mean, you all guys do it." oh wow well,
3: you know what the bunch that, of unfunny losers somehow <laughs> managed to get by this you know this guy this old
0: comedian oh, this is, the old, uh, <laughs> that guy i talked to before his, uh, his name was uncle dirty i remember this guy I'd done coming from he, uncle uncle dirty, i might like, hang with him like in, yeah, like, in yeah i remember been in atlantic, atlantic city yeah, or, yeah. Right? he used to write for Pryor. He, he wrote for Pryor in, in carl, yeah. george carl, and carl He george a really wow. nice guy yeah, uncle dirty is cool uh <laughs> but he, he i remember t- he told me this analogy about it it's so true with comedians, Like if somebody's saying like with Terry, even like when a guy's saying I can do that, that's a compliment to Terry because I'll tell you what, he said, you know, Jim, performers, we empathize with them. When, in other words, the audience is empathizing. That's them up there. When they're looking at you, that's them.
2: And, and Makes sense. You know, mm. you see a,
0: he said you see a singer up there, you kind of, in a way, there's a connection, but they're kind of empathizing with you that that's them. He said that's why when a comedian's a little, little bit nervous, and a little bit off, they disconnect because it's as like that's not me. I wouldn't do that. I'm not that. You know, I'm. Oh, if you're cool, calm, cool. collective. Yeah, that makes sense. They, they get warmer and connect because they're like they're kind of subliminally like that's me. That's how I would do it. So if they're saying to you, "Hey, it looks so easy, man," now they're delusional a little bit to say that, but it's actually indirectly a compliment to you because they're, they're they've they've gotten in that. You know, empathetic thing where they just looked at you as them and thought, oh, "I can." That's easy. I look how call me as look how whatever made it you look how funny the lines are, whatever. And, and they so that's compliment. Through. But it's kind of cool when you think about that. and It's true because the moment you get nervous on stage, it does
3: make sense. Or you lose that little bit of confidence. Or like. They know they it. Know they it. sense you it, and they're like, it. I'm not going down with you. I'm yes. just going to sit back that's and not me. We'll <laughs> let you yeah. struggle. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm uh, off the train.
0: Ah, uh, That's not me. And if it gets really bad, they just almost get you know cringe when it gets cringeworthy for the yeah. audience. They're uh, really uh, disconnected, uh, thinking, oh, God, that's absolutely not me. And uh, I have no empathy <laughs> or connection with this dude. Mm-hmm.
2: Duh, it's true. Um, it that's is true. Yeah, I, it and so
1: the audience is like, I mean, is that another name for likability? I mean, is that like, hey, I like this person because he reflects what I, I want know.
3: to be? Or, or Mike,
2: I you em- empathy, empathetic. Well, they religious? have to I don't be. Know. That Maybe. makes a lot of sense, what you're oh. saying, because if you think about it, we say the things that they wish that they could say. Yeah. Like, they get upset when we're able to get away with stuff. Like, Louis CK, yeah. what he said on SNL, nobody could get away with. Chris Rock on SNL, no one it's can. It's vent sometime, right? Yeah. So, I mean, is. like,
0: if you you someone vent, like, uh, you know, Terry and I love Richard Pryor. He vented for a lot of people <laughs> for his whole career. He vented for people mm-hmm. who, yeah, you know, I grew up get very poor and stuff. He kind of spoke for me in that sense. He an African American community vented for, but he vented for more. He was big because he vented for a lot of people. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm using you know him because he's the, you know his he, idol. He, he's the But, I, but I, I and I think he when you see like a. You know, funny guy like Howie Mandel is goofy and stuff like that. Well, I think we empathize with our goofy side of ourselves. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's just, I don't want to think. I don't want to think about politics and this yeah, and that. I'm just, just going to go laugh. that vibe. And that's that I'm that guy, too. I think, the, I think we kind of have some sort of empathetic, like, connection or some weird. Well, you
1: thing. talked about politics. Like,
0: they they call Rush Limbaugh's fans ditto heads. Yes. I mean, they, they empathize to be that. They to, and they'll quote him. They empathize, to, I believe, they empathize to be him in their intellectual state because they'll grab stuff that he says and regurgitate it back to you bill maher if you're a liberal you watch bill maher and you went emp- probably watching him going yeah. yeah that's me that's the way i would be in a coffee shop answering that question i'd be funny <laughs> and witty and to the point and really <laughs> be right you know and and so that's right you go wow i love that yeah i love that guy because you some subliminal empathy it's you're him in a yeah. weird way i like that this is a therapy show. Oh, this is a therapy <laughs> show starring Uncle this Dirty is my Wayne Dyer <laughs> Uncle Dirty Sparrow. Uncle, Uncle Dirty's Diary. <laughs> <laughs> who, um, this is my Deepak Chopra moment. On. One of
2: uh, you. Yes. Were, you were talking about like the Dennis guys who. The
0: spiritual laws of comedy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did he speak like that?
0: Yes, he spoke like Deepak Chopra. Yes. <laughs>
2: that'd have been a heck of a scene
0: in Atlantic City. We... Go any further We must open With a colonic Must cleanse the anus <laughs> Clean anus Is a happy anus That's oh. why they called him Uncle Dirty That's right <laughs> <laughs> I think I, t- I, a stro- I told it that, uh, I think I told Uncle Dirty story On here about When I bombed Atlantic City Right no you if didn't, I didn't no. If I you did mention, I You mentioned 30 But you didn't tell the story If I did if I, if I did I'm sorry I apologize If I'm telling it again But since we have it up, but now that, One more He was so cool How I met him was, There's a club in Atlanta City Still there It's great Bob Capart, Who I always say Helped my career One of the people You know Nicest guys And really gave me A big helping hand When I was a kid It's a prestigious club Still is And it's in the Tropicana And they had great comedians Coming through there yeah, guys from New York, the, all of TV shows and stuff today, and they're directors, producers, whatever. Uncle Dirty was one of the three. It was myself and this other comic. The other comic wanted nothing to do with Uncle Dirty because he was a guy who wanted to get philosophy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Dirty would get high in the back and stuff like outside. And he, he was like an old Bernie. Look, he opened for the Grateful Dead. He opened for <laughs> the Dead, man, man, for like two <laughs> years or something. I was like, holy Uncle shit. that's wow, Yeah, Uncle Dirty. Opened wow. A grave, a dead. Pretty amazing. That's a rough audience. For, <laughs> wrote for Pryor, wrote for Carlin, and and he backed it up that I saw tonight's show where they mentioned him. Pryor yeah. mentioned dirty. It was my first show in Atlanta. I had been middle MC middle, the whole thing working my way up. I'm a co headliner. I was co headlining a bunch of clubs, uh just just got done co headline with Drew Carey. Drew was from Cleveland. Uh, And so I'm starting to become a headliner a bit, and I'm getting stronger material. I'm ready for this room. So they give me a shot. I get a shot from my friend Bruno in Syracuse. He gives me a recommendation. They're nice enough. Now, here's how it works in comedy clubs, and you guys know this already, but people don't know. You have maybe in a comedy club two shows to deliver. In other words, if you're a comic and you go in a club, if you bomb one show, I mean, if you bomb the show, you will get another show. If you if you bomb the second show, that's it. They're pretty much going to remove you from the show. End up headlining the middle, or get another guy in, or call in somebody. Mm. Or if they they're never if they finish you out for the week, you'll never come back anyway. But you have you have two shows, so that's why if you're an open stage comic out there, make sure you're really ready. Don't yeah. think oh I got my time. I'm going make sure, no. Be really ready if you want to do it for a living. Yep. So anyway. I'm, I'm ready. I've been doing it now for um, three years, full time. There were enough clubs around the country that I can do this, you know, do, do every work every week. So I'm ready. I'm headline, co said I'm ready, but I'm ready for this room, I felt. So it's a Monday through Sunday gig, one show a night, 20 minutes, and you got paid a lot back then. It was, it was a nice paycheck, and you stayed in a great room and stuff like that. And you had, you had more shows on Friday and Saturday. It was one, well, 20 minutes each guy here's the thing though the Monday night show was people that they bust in and they were like to me I was 24 so to me they were probably probably my age (laughs) and I am not (laughs) No, but I mean they look 80 like old ladies bingo ladies or whatever so they bust them in from Philly like these bingo ladies and stuff and they all be out there and stuff now I was doing impressions and stuff and I'm still learning the craft a bit even though I was moving the headliner I was just more of a you know rigid set up, boom, punch kind of thing with impressions, mm-hmm. wasn't really able to tell stories yet, and things yet, I haven't developed that, but yeah. but anyway, I did obviously, I, you know God gave me that gift, that was a very strong impression, but an impression of people that no one, they didn't know because I was in a comedy club demo was way younger back then, it was like 21 to 35 back then, for the comedy club vibe so that's where, and I was 24, these people were in their 80s bingo players, who were slot players and they're packed. 300 people. It's like 9, 8 at night. ready to go to bed probably. You know, normal <laughs> time. <laughs> and it's me, Uncle Dirty. And stuff. But anyway, I go up. 20 <laughs> minutes. And I... And when you rotate. The three guys have to rotate. When you go first, second, third, whatever. That particular night, I had, to, I had a good spot. Like, second. So, the first guy got up. He did pretty well. Did okay. I got up and I bombed. Nothing. Pin drop. Now, you gotta remember. This guy club is so important that if you bomb in this club it'll get back to new york it'll get back to Dangerfields and all the other rooms that you know these Oof. guys these big guys a lot of pressure well when you bomb i already down, I'm that one down it's like getting knocked out or you know knocked down i mean in a top 10 you know, if t- finally have a top 10 fight and you're down on your knee you got to get up and keep and win yeah. so i am destroyed after the show my head head and hands i'm like I can't believe it. I worked for three years, man. I'm going to have to go back to work for three more just to get back to this room. So Uncle Dirty looks at me and goes, that sucked, huh? <laughs> <laughs> <I> said, <"Yeah." laughs> he said, yeah. He, he says, I listened to your act. I said, you're good. He said, but remember, good's the enemy of great. He said, I want you to take more chances. And so I said, okay, I'll remember that. And then he starts saying, he goes, do you really want to do this? You want to do this? I said, yeah, I love this business. He said, all right. He says, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the secret for you. He said, Everybody's different. He said, But I've been around a lot of comics. He said, This is this'll work for years now. I said, What is it? He said, So all right, do me a favor. He said, Tomorrow, now there's the same audience that's coming in. They're gonna be an older audience, not get you. He says, So you're probably gonna bomb again, right? I said, Yep. <laughs> so that means you're yep. gonna be sent home. And I said, Yep. He said, So you have nothing to lose. Do what I say. I go, All right. He said, I want you to get up and not do your act for two minutes i don't care what you say but not your act for two minutes but i kind of want to make i want you to make them like you you're a likable guy it's kind of what your style is on this thing you know just make them like you for two mi- i just want to say something to make them like you you give me two minutes and then you go into your act but i know it's gonna be scary because you're not gonna you know if you say remember good's gonna be great so you just gotta take a chance. So I said, All right, I'll do that. I will do it. So I had nothing to lose. Obviously, the a sleepless night. I get there the next day, showtime. I'll go to remember, first two minutes. And I said, All right. So I don't know what to say. Think about this, guys, because you know how the act is. You work for years to put that yeah, act together. You've got to open stage to work on a two minute bit. It could take you weeks or months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I promised, and I'm thinking, oh, sh-. So panic kicks in, and that works. But I look out, and everyone's old. And I'm, the first thing in my mind was my grandmother. I said, ah, this lady over here reminds me of my grandmother. And it's kind of like, look, eh. I said, yeah I, and I just throw, yeah, yeah, I take her to bingo on Wednesdays, and, and we, we, we go to this place called Eaton Park in Pittsburgh, and we meet Grandma with pie, and then she, you know, she jokes around about the bingo. And it wasn't really jokes, but I was just talking about my grandmother. And I'm not kidding. I saw the entire room smile. And then all of a sudden, I got loose with them. And all of a sudden, I said, some I don't know what it was, some little joke about my grandmother you know, yelling at me or whatever. They start laughing, mm-hmm. to, and, I'm the, and I ease into my act. And I started doing the impressions. Now, at that time, it was Pee Wee Herman and stuff. He was big. No one knew who he was. He was just on Letterman only. But I'm just saying, I started going to the impressions that they didn't know who it was, and it killed. It killed for 20 minutes. I ripped them apart. And then I got off, and I said, "You were Uncle Dirty. you were right. You saved my act on that. And he was right. It was taking a chance you know mm-hmm. trying something different making them like me so but anyway it's just an. Inter- I thought it was an interesting story uncle anyway. no, dirty saves awesome. the day he saved my yeah saved uncle the dirty. day
3: uncle you think those people are old those people are in their 80s in the 1980s. So yes. They were like they lost their virginity in a rumble seat of a silent movie. Or <laughs> yes. What the vaudeville show? they the vaudeville right? show. Voted Who's for this? Calvin Coolidge. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at oh, they're, they're, they're Who's this guy? Peewee. Yeah. What? What's a peewee? Yeah. Yeah. Peewee Reese. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I they were yeah. 18
1: and actually was illegal for them to vote.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a good point. Hey, That's a good point. And the old guy going. He's the juggler. <laughs> is that ball <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah
0: i mean that's really it's, you're right that's what they look just, i didn't even think that like it's so true <laughs> <Isn't> it? wow <laughs> that is
3: but um, that's great advice from uncle dirty i think. Yeah, that was, i've heard it too to like too, to just uh first couple of minutes just you know talk about work eventually get into your act eventually yeah.
0: get into your act and it was it worked at that for that particular thing and you know whatever for that style but I to learn learn Kind of supposed do way. that anyway in your act because your then you're lines you're somewhere.
1: present in front of them. Well, because yeah. you're not just reciting
0: you're lines. You're, a, yeah. you're right there. You know, my that's the key. Yeah, you're not. Re- that's the empathy thing where you're connecting. And yeah, you're not reciting a book. Like you. You're not just doing it, cranking out a show. You're talking. You know, hanging with them and stuff. You so know, what? that's that's what I love about podcasting. Because you get that personal imperfectness too to it that I love. That connect mm-hmm. with people and stuff. That's what we're trying to bring to the radio. That we're going to. You know, I, I love doing radio, and I can't wait to. You know, i'm so honored to be part of uh steel city q ninety two and um, 92.9. ninety two nine and honored to work with you guys believe me i you guys know i love your major league talents and debbie uh you know i love too it's gonna be a that's f- a fun thing about guys we're everyone listening it's gonna be fun that's the yeah. whole thing about it man that's why i'm coming back we're I'm coming like, in july i'm working at a great place <laughs> there's like a family these you know the, the Frischling family uh, which greg was when i i know they are I respect them so much in the radio business, sincerely, because they were offered. This is a Pittsburgh family because they were offered millions of dollars, multi-million dollars, to sell those stations to the corporations. Because corporations are always coming in trying to buy, they said no every time. Turned on multi-million dollar mm-hmm. deals, and because they love the people Pittsburgh and they have passion for radio, and that that passion for radio and that really caring that was that's. In, in, Incredible, And I love being part of that. And even meeting him, talking, you see that passion, you know, and, yeah. his, and how much he cares about Pittsburgh. So to have a show on that station and make it Pittsburgh's morning show, that's what one of the goals I want to do to get, to, to go one notch higher than I ever did. And, and I got great people to get there. I believe, you know, betting on you guys. And I, I, I think people are going to love you. You know, I know a lot of podcast listeners know what I'm saying, but, uh, the whole market's going to know. And, you, and everyone outside the market, you can listen online, ninety-two Q92.9. And I hope you enjoy it. And I can't wait to start. It's going to be airing uh, July 6th, 6 a.m., and Terry's gonna have to call and wake me up. Okay, that's yes, it. <laughs> every day, <laughs> every day, he's wake me up four o'clock a.m. Like clockwork, guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Really, really qu- appreciate it. Uh, on behalf of the Sideshow uh, Network and Diversity Vapor Shop in Dormont, thank you. It's Jim Cran, no restrictions. Hey everybody, it's Jim Cran of Jim Cran, no restrictions. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you. For listening to the show we have a little over a hundred thousand subscribers now every week listening to the show go to soundcloud itunes stitcher or jimcran.com and subscribe today and thanks again i want to thank our, our sponsor diversity vapor shop the vapor shop buddy hall makes his own flavors and they're amazing ships all over the united states so if you want to try them, you're into vaping, you want to try the most unique flavors you've ever tried, go to go to diversity.com, go to jimkren.com. The link is on there, too, his website. But it's Buddy Hall, and they have a, a place in Dormont, Pittsburgh, and Babcock Boulevard, North Hills, in Pittsburgh. And they're our sponsor. Thank you, Buddy, and thank you, Diversity.
1: If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money... PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com.